Autism family. Welcome back. We are at not my kitchen table, but Sarah's kitchen table today. And she was eating a snack. Should I do a really long intro because I was chewing gushers? <laughs> are you done with your gushers? Yeah, they're all just stuck in my teeth now. Okay. I can't, I can't, mm, I can't do gushers. You can't? Oh my gosh, I love them so much. Is that one of your foods, though, that you will hoard in the in the coming coronavirus apocalypse? Oh, for sure. As soon as <laughs> just, we're done, I'm going to go to Target and buy all the Reese's eggs that they have, just can, in case. Can I tell you? Keep your Lysol wipes. I'll take these. Can I tell you? You're going to laugh at me. Let me tell you what not a good, let me tell you what's a not good combination. Okay. Are you ready for this? Lack of sleep. Mm. Um, vicarious trauma mm-hmm. from seeing your loved ones wrestle with angels. Yes. CNN. Oof. <laughs> and emails from both of your children's school about coronavirus. Oh, God. Let me tell you what happens when all of those things come together. You go to Kroger and you spend lots of money and you go down a prepper rabbit hole. You go to Kroger and you catch coronavirus because everyone there and then you do the same thing. Then you post about wanting to buy a whole home generator and you tell your husband that it's okay <laughs> to spend the amount of money that you want to spend for a whole home generator. And then I see it and think you're ridiculous, but then I think, <laughs> but if Tara buys a generator, I'll just go to Tara's house. I don't need to buy one. That's the Dave Ramsey in me. I have never been so grateful for the delete button <laughs> that exists in both our podcast world and on Facebook as I am today. Yeah. Because I was, I was on the cliff. Yeah. I was ready to jump. <laughs> So, like, me and Matt have talked about this before because he, like, he wants to be a prepper. <laughs> like, we have two cases of water. That's our prepping. I have resources because... for him. <laughs> but he's like, we need to prep. We need to do this. We need to do that. He's really worried about an EMP, an electric magnetic pulse <laughs> or whatever. Don't put me and Matt together. Oh, gosh, it is literally. I don't. I cannot with this man some days. But here's the thing. Like when I like when I like read Hunger Games or something like that, I'm like, I don't need to prep because I wouldn't try that hard. Like I wouldn't try that hard to survive. I feel like they'd be like, this is where we're at in society. I'd be like, I'm I'm good. I'm just going to see what happens. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm I took a step back from the cliff. Keith, talk because you texted me and you're like, "Are you worried?" And I was like, "No." And you're like, "Okay, then." You were the only person I texted either. <laughs> I was like, "Who do I know in healthcare places that could give me good information?" <laughs> I was losing my mind, and then I went home and I talked to Keith, and he kind of he talked me down, and yeah, I was like, "Look, I I don't I don't want to panic." Right. I did. And then I said, maybe panicking is a bad idea. Yeah. What if by the time this comes out, the world has ended and all the zombies, life as we know it. All the zombies have taken over. Yeah. And then, and it's then I'll I be like, legend. and then I'll be like, 
with my five cases of water. Yeah. Where are you at now? And I'll be reading a book and pretending none of this is happening. <laughs> Probably the Hunger Games. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so here's 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 good prepping information. Don't panic. Wash your hands. Please. Please, dear God, wash your hands. My favorite meme that I saw was wash your hands like you're watching Jason Momoa. (laughs) And I was like, so much put that on a billboard. All diseases will stop. Oh, maybe. Oh, yeah, that would be good. I like that idea. Okay. And my other favorite memes are, you mean people haven't been washing their hands up until now? Right? Maybe wash your hands when there's not a pandemic. Okay. God, All working right. in healthcare, like my hands are destroyed. Mm. Like yeah. I wash them constantly. Mm-hmm. Okay. So can y'all pause for a second now that we've gone through our coronavirus? Oh, speaking of which, this is normal with autism. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast, podcast about not doomsday prepping. <laughs> right. I, I'm sure there are podcasts. There has to be prepper things out there go listen to them yeah i might listen to them later no i won't don't because it sets off my anxiety yeah it's like whoo there she goes yeah don't do that okay welcome back and maybe don't research like the spanish flu or anything like that either (laughs) spanish influenza stop it stop stop or the plague or none of that will happen no it's It's fine fine. okay we're all fine everything's fine here everything's fine it's good everything's fine Normal with autism. We're at Sarah's kitchen table. I'm so happy to be here. You are? <laughs> we, we were going to put out a podcast episode. We were supposed to put one out a couple days ago. And um, life kind of fell apart Yeah. for me. Yeah. And I apologize. But will you go rate, review, and subscribe? We got another review or another rating. Ooh. I'm very happy about that. It counts. Okay. Ear holes. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Normal with Autism. Do we have any housekeeping things that we have to address? Uh, I don't think so. Sorry about not turning out an episode for this last Monday. I mean, you did like a little mini. No, 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 no. Oh. I hit the delete button on that. <gasps> you did? I did. Tara, I did. Why? It was very cringy. Okay. It was very, for the 29 people who heard it, I apologize. Don't apologize. That's I just, know. Oh. I know. It was just. Oh. There's been a lot of ish <laughs> that happened. And I can talk about one probably as much as I want to, but the other one I can't. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, my dad had major back surgery. Mm. And it that's just it was 10 hours long. He's in the hospital still. He's doing great. Good. But those first couple of days were pretty brutal. Yeah. Back surgery is oh. nuts. Like, mm. I used to work um, on the neuro unit mm-hmm. at a hospital here. Mm-hmm. And it, and my, my dad had back surgery as well. And it will uh, it'll knock you down, man. He's, yeah. It's a lot. He's been in chronic pain for, like, 20 years. And this is the first back surgeon that was like, we, we can help. Yeah. And he experienced an increase in his pain because he fell a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. So it was just, yeah. So that happened. And then my best friend experienced a tremendous loss. And yeah. so, like, those two things happened. Like, they collided together. 
and um there wasn't a whole lot left of me afterwards yeah. to go around to like put an episode out yeah totally and, understandable and now I'm on the other side a little bit and now we can talk again and yeah so yes so thanks for taking that ride with me through the cringiness <laughs> of that mini little episode where I was crying my eyes out and I'm back. Now everything's better. Yay. It's okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, have you uh, kept up with your resolutions? You know what? I really have. I, I'm so proud of you. Have, well, okay. So um, I haven't been decluttering as much as I should be because I don't, I don't know. I don't know why. I don't have a good reason. Mm. Um, but I have been working more on getting out of debt. Mm-hmm. We have been saving like cash for some things that we know we have coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, we're getting new gutters. Yay. That is exciting. We're paying cash for gutters. That's an adult thing to do. <laughs> like being an adult is so boring. We're so excited for gutter toppers. What is this life? So I'm doing really well with that, and um, haven't been shopping. I haven't bought oh, any fast fashion. Job. I've only bought one piece of clothing this entire year, and that was a dress I bought at Goodwill in Burbank. So that is amazing. Yeah, I feel good about that. And um, I forget what all my resolutions were. <laughs> I did watch a YouTube video, seven YouTube videos about how to fold a fitted sheet. <laughs> I'm about halfway there. I have step one and two, and then I always have to go back to the video for the other steps. I'm almost there. That was one of my resolutions. I forgot that I have an idea. Remind me, because we're going to turn the mics off. When we turn the mics off, just say to me, shopping video. Okay. And we'll, that goodness will come. Okay. Maybe later. You know what I started doing that has made such a difference in our family? (laughs) This sounds so stupid but it's one of those like really simple things you can do that has like an impact on something that you didn't know was affecting you that much right so um one of my other resolutions was to meal prep more and not spend so much money on food like going out to eat i love it right but the problem is i would make this meal plan i'd be like monday we're having this tuesday we're having this wednesday we're having and then by you know the end of the week like something's happened to throw it off or I didn't set the meat out in time and now we have to have something like it always got screwed up Mm. and my kids would be like I don't want that for dinner I don't like that blah 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 so this is what I started doing I just make a list of meals right so like 10 meals for two weeks and buy all the ingredients and then I got a dry erase board and I wrote what's for dinner because that's what my kids always ask and I just listed the meals and I got another dry erase board with like leftovers. So like we have potato soup and da 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 like all this stuff that we need to eat up. So my kids get to take turns picking what Shut is for dinner up. the next day. So you, you know, have got this adulting stuff <laughs> down. Like the other day, like Caleb picked shrimp fajitas for dinner. So like he got the shrimp out of the freezer and like we picked out what we needed for the next day and like set it out for the next day so then the next day we're ready and then the next day owen got to pick and then like they get excited because like they're a part of the decision making process and they don't fight about it i love it 
but it's still like and it's not that um you know you have to make this on this day you know so here's what we need to do so we need to do a facebook video of you those like four steps the one dry erase board with the meals and then the second one and then um the third is like here's all the like yeah ingredients like a little basket of like all the ingredients that we need okay and then fourth my kids pick yeah okay we'll put that up later and actually what they've started doing is caleb will um on the other dry race where we're like the leftover stuff he'll put i love it tomorrow like and put what we're having tomorrow i love it and he'll draw a little picture i love it so like we had potato soup and he made like a little <laughs> soup bowl <laughs> we're we'll put it up on facebook and like instagram stories okay i like it yeah because i think everybody would but i'm gonna go home and do that yeah now. it's just one of those things that like I got so sick of fighting about what's for dinner and, and answering what's for dinner. I don't like, ugh, I just got sick of it. I love and it. And like, it's working really well so far. I love it. Yeah. Well, kudos to you for sticking to stuff. Um, I have not. Oh, I'm still as fat as ever. Well. I'm not sticking to everything. <clears throat> I was supposed to do um, screen time, Starbucks, and sugar, the three S's mm. that like like take my money and my mental energy. Yeah. And here's what I discovered is that in times of stress, another S, yeah. um, with all the stress I experienced in these last two weeks since mm-hmm. Lent, um, I turned to those things for comfort. It's a coping mechanism. Yes. Yeah. And so I got curious about that. And I'm starting to ask myself, like, why just those things? Mm-hmm. And what else could I use? Yeah. And now that some of the stress has resolved itself, I'm, I'm ready to recommit. And come back to yeah those things again yeah and so that's I said I was gonna approach it from a stance of curiosity so that's I got curious about like why why am I like ooh Starbucks drive through makes right. me feel good right ooh that um what what did we have chocolate chocolate from German Village at the at the chocolate fudge house that definitely makes me happy makes me happy <laughs> and uh New Jersey housewives. Here we go. <laughs> I love you guys, right? Makes me happy. And so now I want to look at are there other things I can replace those with that are less time yeah. wasters and less money wasters yeah. and less mental energy wasters. Totally. And things that fill me up more. Yeah. Okay. But it's also okay to give yourself grace because when you are in you know in the weeds as someone that i follow says mm. it's hard to you know because that takes a lot of mental energy oh my god not using your you know these things that you've turned to for comfort forever uh-huh. also takes a lot of mental energy uh-huh. it's okay to say uh-huh. this is what i have the spoons uh-huh. this is how the many spoons. spoons i have yeah i had very little spoons and it's okay if you need to fill one of those spoons with sugar and I did some pe- some peanut butter and just lick it off that spoon. <laughs> Everything will be fine. That sounds really specific. Like you might have experienced that oh, before. Every day when I get home from work, the first thing I do is grab a spoonful of peanut butter. Okay. You mean like that? <laughs> Justin's honey peanut butter. Oh. oh no, girl! Fresh chimes, freshly ground honey roasted peanut butter. Okay, I'll do that next. That's where it's at. Okay, that's happening. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. You'll all right. thank me later. All right. So, um 
if you if you if you're hearing this within the sound of our voices and you have stuck to your resolutions as of March, fantastic for you. If you haven't, give yourself some grace and recommit. And I think curiosity helps give yourself that grace. Oh, for sure. Because I wasn't judging myself. I'm just I'm curious about like what is it about those things and why those things and why not taking a half an hour walk makes me feel better. Yep. So there you go. Yeah. Um, I thought we could talk about um, some new things in our brains today Um, and kind of, you know, in this new year, um, we have, I think you and I have both been more mindful of the autism resources that are out there for us. Yes. And I kind of, I want to talk about that for a minute Um, in part because I feel like I'm learning some new ways of being in this journey. Mm -hmm. And I think you are too. Yes. And um, I want to bring our listener family into some of those new ways, introduce those new ways of thinking and awareness and being. Yes. We are quickly coming up on... um, Autism Awareness Month in April. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's start that's kind of a loaded time period mm-hmm. for all of us. Mm-hmm. But real quick before we get any even to that, it's been as of yesterday, it's been 6 years since Finn got diagnosed with autism. Okay. And I also noticed in my Facebook memories for you for Owen's psychiatric hospitalization. Yeah has that anniversary is coming yeah so he was hospitalized on the same date two years apart yes so um honestly that's another reason that we haven't recorded because this is a really hard time of year for me as far as like drama and um kind of waiting for that other shoe to drop because of where we've been at other points you know in past years Um, but he's doing great he's doing amazing totally killing it um but it's really hard to look at those memories sometimes and just remember how hard it was not because of you know who my child is but because of um you know navigating the system um getting the resources that he needs um and just literally doing all we could to keep him alive like that literally what we were doing um so that also takes a lot of spoons <laughs> sometimes this time of year um so that's another reason that we didn't record but um yeah this time of year is always it's it's a rough um which I'm interested because I'm in a lot of different groups and a lot of people have been saying that their kids like February March area is really hard on their kids so I'm wondering why that is um, I don't know if it's like a seasonal affective kind of thing or or what. I'd be interested to know if there's any research on that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So I think this time of year for both of us, like you said, it's not so much the difficulties. Because like, both of our kids were experiencing pain mm-hmm. and hurt and suffering, mm-hmm. right? And it's not that they were going through that. It was us navigating the systems. Right. 
of trying to help them get the help that they needed. Right. Yeah. And I think, um, I know for me, this was, this is also like in just a couple of days, Finn will have been diagnosed with epilepsy for seven years. Okay. Um, and so those two events in our lives are just, I mean, they're just life changers. Yeah. Like our whole world's turned upside down. Um, <clears throat> and I want to cover for a minute about what it was like getting that autism diagnosis um, and how the information was presented to me. Yeah. I think that's important because it's starting to come to my awareness more and more now about how parents are given the diagnosis of autism and how well or and how also autistic people are given the diagnosis of autism because yes. there's adult autistic adults that go seek out yes that help and how that message is delivered to those people either as parents or caregivers or actually autistic people mm-hmm. and um depending on how that message is delivered seems to greatly shape you moving forward right in terms of getting the help that your um loved one with autism their your autistic loved one mm-hmm. getting the help that they need right yeah it seems to shape greatly shape that yeah for sure so when finn was diagnosed just really quickly because um, we've talked about it before, there we've done the episodes where I did my diagnosis story, you did Owen's, so go back and listen yep. if you need to. So just r- sum it up really quickly. When he was diagnosed for about a year, we knew something was up, but mm-hmm. we didn't have a name for it. Mm-hmm. And people, the professionals would give us bits and pieces. So first it was problems with his walking, then it was problems with his speech, then it was problems with his fine motor. Like we just had all these little... Um, snippets, mm-hmm. if you will, of information. And it wasn't until he's, he wasn't making any progress in speech that we got the referral to neurodevelopment for an autis- autism assessment. And we went through that. And within about four hours that day, they said severe autism, nonverbal, mm-hmm. at great risk for mental retardation. Mm-hmm. And that was a gut punch. Because up until that point, as a 30-some-year-old mom, um, 30-something-year-old mom, the only experience I had ever had in terms of understanding terminology of mental retardation and autism is, like, all the institutional pictures I've seen and films that I've seen studied as a mental health professional, um, all the horrible treatment, all the... Don't talk about it. Hide it. The stigma. The stigma. Mm-hmm. That was all I had. Yeah. Going into it. And this is just six years ago. Yeah. Right? And so, and, and the look on the experts' faces when they presented me this diagnosis was like, it would, it, they, I just remember like they were looking at me like, it's not good. It was grim. Not good. Yeah. Very bleak. And. Which. On the other side of this, infuriates me. Like, knowing Finn. Well, and I I think I, I it, it's occurred to me recently that 
that experience shaped how I moved forward with right. them. Right. Like it's easy to say on this side. Yes. But when you're when you're in it and you don't know any better and you're being presented you know this outlook by the professionals that know way more than you do. Mhm. And it's not that I am faulting those professionals no 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 not at all it is that i'm finding fault with the system yes and i'm finding i'm questioning the system and i want the system turned around Mm -hmm. fast forward a month later i call um the autism center here and I set up an appointment for help because mm-hmm. I was told he needs treatment. Mm-hmm. So besides the speech therapy, besides the physical therapy, besides the occupational therapy, he needs help for this autism diagnosis. Okay. And what that looked like was ABA. Uh-huh. And here's what I was told. I remember distinctly, they sat me down in a room. They gave me handouts that I was very familiar with because they looked like the ones I would get in college and graduate school. And I say that because I I want that as a clear distinction, because I want people to understand when they hear this, that that was very comforting to me to see that because I was very familiar with that layout of information. Uh It was critical information. It had dates and footnotes and cited resources. And I was always taught like, that's how you know you're getting good information, uh-huh. like to be critical of your source of information. And so for them to present it to me in that way was very comforting. And I trusted it very much because of the way the information was presented. Mm-hmm. And they basically said, do the ABA treatment. And he has a 30% chance of being indistinguishable from his typical peers. Okay. Those are the exact words. I could probably even go back and find. Which seems like a goal. Which is, see, when when you hear that and you've just been told, like, it's grim. Yes. And you picture your kid in a room by himself, you know, rocking back and forth. In an institution. In an institution because that's what you've known. Mm -hmm. Right? All of those things add up together to, like, give me anything that you can. Yeah. Here's to, your chance to save him. To to make his life full of not as much suffering as I think he's going to go through. Yeah. Because he is autistic. Right. Because autism is being sold to you as a tragedy. Yes. Yes. We have said it time and time again on this show. Autism is not a tragedy. Correct. We should name that epi- this episode. Autism, autism is not, not a tragedy. tragedy. I'm going to get we, that tattooed on my forehead. Have we, na- we haven't named an episode for that yet i don't think so okay i'll if go we, back and double check if we did then you know what is worth saying again <laughs> autism, autism is not, not a, a tragedy. tragedy so that's 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 the context from which i have operated with the last six years yes it has only been in this last year or two that i have started to seek out other information and see other information and see other sources of information Mm -hmm. that include actually autistic people. Yes. And it's starting to give me, I don't know if I want to call it a a different perspective, a healthier perspective. 
a more accepting perspective, mm-hmm. a more inclusive perspective of what it means for my son to be autistic. And that's where I'm at today. Yeah. And you were talking before we turned on the mics. And I want to I wanna hear more from you about this bleak narrative that we're sold and how you want to flip it. Yeah. You want to um, be part of the team that flips it. Yeah. You know, like you were saying, um, you know, we're given this diagnosis and... Um, you know, there's a lot of, there's, there's so much misinformation out there. And I understand because if you're not, if you're not in this, if you're not in this community, you don't know, you know, you, I don't know, it comes down to functioning labels and, um, you know, there's just so much misinformation if you you don't know what you don't know Uh you can't do better until you know better Uh and this is where it's coming down to is when you do know better you need to do better Uh um our kids are amazing and wonderful not because their autism is part of them Uh their autism doesn't need to be cured Uh there's nothing wrong with them Uh they don't have a disease their brain works differently Uh We need to be embracing that, not trying to cure that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when they say, do this rigorous treatment and maybe one day mm-hmm. people won't know your kid is autistic. Mm-hmm. Well, what's wrong with being autistic? Mm-hmm. Like, society is the one saying that's wrong. It's not. My son is perfect the way he is. You guys need to get hip to that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to change my kid to make you more comfortable. Uh-huh. You know, I'm going to keep him safe and I'm going to keep him happy. And you will help him get the skills that he needs to be safe. Yes. So when my son goes to therapy, it's to learn coping skills so that he doesn't, you know, do anything dangerous to hurt himself because he's done that in the past. Uh-huh. It's not to try to mask how his brain works uh-huh. so that he can fit in this world uh-huh. that doesn't accept him. Uh-huh. Like my purpose is all about Owen. Uh-huh. It's all about what does Owen need? I don't care uh-huh. so much about what society needs from autistic people. Uh-huh. So, you know, I want to change that narrative of, this terrible thing is happening. Uh-huh. Your kid has been diagnosed with autism. Uh-huh. I'm so sorry. Uh-huh. This is so tragic. Here's everything that you can do to change them. I don't want any part of that. I want to change how we as a society are approaching autism. Uh-huh. Autism's not going away. Uh-huh. It's not going anywhere. It's always been here. Neurodiversity has always been in the world. We need to change the way that we are talking about it, the way that we are talking about our kids, the, um, just the approaches. Like They need to change. We need to listen to actually autistic people when they tell us, hey, 
this is what it's like, this is what we need, we need to listen to those voices. So I would really love for us to do what we can to change that narrative and celebrate neurodiversity. Mm -hmm. I agree. Woo! (laughs) You know, and so for example, this is one way that, and I just started researching more, you know, joining groups and uh, researching more from actually autistic people, getting input from actually autistic people. And so this is an example of how it's already changed some things for me. Um, I was, it was a video that someone had posted and it was about autism moms, which is a whole nother thing. That Um, might be a whole other episode. Yeah. If we get brave enough to talk about that. Yeah. About how, um, you know, how we complain about how our lives are so hard because of our kids that are autistic. It's so hard to be a mother of this autistic child. And she said, which I just, I want to be clear. If I come across that way, I am very sorry. I do not feel sorry for myself for having an autistic child. I don't want you to feel sorry for me for having an autistic child. There's nothing to be sorry for. My kid is awesome. More awesome than you probably. Um, (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Went off the rails. Um, So she was talking about how, oh, this poor mother, she has this autistic child. And she's like, but what if you flip that? This poor, this poor child, my mom is, is neurotypical. She has no idea how my brain works. Poor, poor mom. She'll never understand. And that struck me. Um, and one of the comments was neurotypical people are so rigid. They're so inflexible, which is what we hear about autism. You know, they, once they get it in their head, they can't move on from it, blah, blah, blah. Um, so that kind of rattled around my brain for a few days. And then just this past weekend, um, Caleb had a friend stay the night and they were up all night and Owen couldn't sleep and he was super irritated. Um, plus he was having like some jealousy issues because he doesn't have a lot of friends. He doesn't have friends stay the night and Caleb does and he didn't like that. Um, so the next morning I was getting, I was like, okay, we need to get ready to go Taekwondo. And he's like, I'm not going. And I was like, no, you are going. And he was like, I'm exhausted. It's hard. You know, my body will hurt. I don't want to go. And I could see this meltdown coming. And I was like, no, you're going to Taekwondo. We're paying for it. You're going blah, blah, blah. And so it ended up, he was screaming at me and I was like, you need to calm down. You need to use your words and tell me what is going on. And he goes, I used my words. You didn't listen. (gasps) And I was like, you are 100% right. Wow. He was 100% right. He told me. Hmm. And I was so rigid in my thinking of, no, this has to happen. That I, I caused that meltdown. He did exactly what he was supposed to do. He told me he didn't want to go. He gave me the reasons why. And I didn't listen. And if I hadn't watched that video, saw that comment, flip my thinking how much worse could that meltdown have been because I said you know what Owen you're absolutely right I am so sorry I should have listened will you please help me do better and he was like yes 
do I have to go to Taekwondo? <laughs> and he, and I, no, I didn't make him go mm-hmm. because his reasoning were valid. He used the coping skills I asked him to use. He told me calmly. And then I, you know, elevated and then it turned into this whole meltdown. And I was like, thank you, actually autistic people for bringing that to my attention. How inflexible and rigid that I can be. Because here's the thing. Owen has been in therapy. He's been hospitalized. He's done intense outpatient, um, you know, partial hospitalization programs. He still has behaviors. He still has scary behaviors. Those didn't start to get better until I changed, until my husband changed, until our family changed, until we changed our approach to these behaviors. Did they get better? And now you, Owen in the last six months is totally different he's always been amazing and he's like even more amazing now yeah and it's because we why why are we making him put in all the work why aren't we willing to do anything to change ourselves to make him more successful and once we started doing that that's when change started to happen yes all of that yes boom Mic drop. (laughs) Don't actually drop the mic. Okay. So I'm celebrating right now. I'm celebrating Owen. Um, I'm celebrating you as a mom. I hope that people can hear this and, and listen and know, like, you can also flip your thinking on this. You know, autism isn't the tragedy. Mm -mm. And and how I, we approach autism is the tra- is tragedy. How we approach autism is the tragedy. And so we're going to we're going to help work on that. We're going to help change it. Yeah, and if you are an actually autistic person and you have any advice for us, please we want to hear from you. We want to be part of you know, the positive change. Please don't be mad at us. Please, please. We're <laughs> we're doing oh the best God. we can. And here's the other thing. <laughs> If you are where we were mm-hmm. six years ago, mm-hmm. please don't feel bad about that. Mm-hmm. We are doing the best we can with the information that we have. Mm-hmm. That's all we can do. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes me really excited to see six years from now. Where, where could we be? Where could we be? For sure. So here's a couple of the people who have enlightened me. And go search them out on Facebook and Instagram. Um because they've they've truly given me a gift as a mom for my autistic kiddo um and and really started to slow my brain down and say you know moving forward what's your intentionality where are you coming from what's going on and there's been a lot of grace i actually got into an exchange with one of the folks that i'm i'm going to ask you guys listening to go seek out um and he was basically like I was like look I'm scared to even put these words down here on yeah. your page. Yeah. Cuz I know how vicious people can be about Well, and it's very hard to hear that the best you have done, what you've been doing that you've thought was the right thing is potentially harmful. That's yeah, that that rips my heart out and yeah. you might as well rip my heart out and stomp on it. Yeah. For that. And I put on his page, I was like, I'm actually scared to post. 
for fear of judgment and shaming and I don't I don't want that because I'm already so hard on myself as a mom it's a very vulnerable position and he was like you're safe here and you're learning and it's okay and we need more of that you know we need more of that like for people to say I'm scared Mm -hmm. and for people to say it's okay Mm -hmm. and you're safe here and let's talk and let's learn because that's the only way I'm going to reach out to those folks and say like help you know help me learn where do I go next what work can I do what's the work that I can take on to make space in this world for my child yeah um so not an autism mom is a good Facebook page, not an autism mom. I'm gonna follow them right now. And they already have like a couple thousand, like ten thousand followers. Mm-hmm. But I'm hoping that at least one person listening on in our little bubble will not know this and go go follow them. Embrace autism. You told me about that. Yes. Um the not an autism mom page runs the awesome book club. That's A U dash some book club. Um, and that's good. She had recently, she had like Steve Silberman on there who did Neurotribes. Oh, yes. And they did I a want to read that. They did a whole question and answer thing with him. Oh, cool. So that was really nice to see. And I heard at one point that Lauren Michaels of SNL fame was going to turn that into a movie. The Neurotribes book? Yeah. Oh. Hold on, I'm going to look it up. Okay, you look <laughs> it up. And then the autistic advocate, he's actually the very gracious gentleman that I got into that exchange with where mm-hmm. I was like, I'm scared to post. And he's like, you don't have to be. You're safe here. And I was like, sweet. Thanks for being awesome. Um, so those check those four out. There's way more out there. Yeah, there's a there's a lot. And there hopefully there'll be more and there'll be more. Um. Oh, I also follow Diary of a Mom. Yes, I follow her. She's amazing. Yes. Um, She's like my best. She doesn't know she's my best friend. (laughs) Um, So she's my best friend. If you guys know of any actually autistics that also have mood disorders, mental illness, I would be really interested in following them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And then one more that I'll mention now and that we're hopefully going to have on the show Uh, is if I squeeze your head I'm sorry Mm. and that's on Instagram they sent us their book oh yes and we're gonna look through that book and we're gonna hopefully get them on I'm we I think we have to do like a tele episode like we call into them okay because I think they're in Michigan that sounds really hard Craig is gonna figure that out okay great (laughs) and that's a new job and I know he's listening to this and went fantastic (laughs) I will add that to my to-do list um so I think, I think, are we done? Um, I think so. Yes. Um, Paramount bought the rights to Neuro Tribes in 2017 and Lauren Michaels has signed on. To do something with that? Yeah. I wonder, like, I wonder if it's going to be like a documentary. I don't know. Because it's not written like, it's not written as like, a, here's a story. Right. It's a, it, it has lots of historical information uh-huh. about like Hans Asperger who is very problematic and if you want to know why we don't use the term Asperger's anymore please go read a little quick wiki article about Hans Asperger okay so here's actually what I want you to do also um the autistic advocate did an article about Asperger and um 
go read that. The consensus is this. We don't know whether or not he was a Nazi. Okay. We don't know because the historical information just isn't there to right. tell us. Um, but go read his article on it. Okay. And that, it helps spell out a lot of the lovely nuances that are a part of that story. Yeah. And it answers a lot of questions that I had. Okay. Um, so look that up. The Autistic Advocate, he did a an article about that. Okay. If anything, it just goes to show how harmful functioning labels can be. I want to pull the skin off my face <laughs> and and scream if if I hear people and this is kind of where like my like I'm usually compassionate and gracious and make space for people and all the different views and I can't make space on this issue. Mm-hmm. Stop using high functioning and low functioning. Yeah. Stop it. Just stop. Stop. Yeah. Shh. Zip it. <laughs> stop. Stop. I'm making a t-shirt. I'm going to make a t-shirt. I don't know what it's going to say yet, but it's going to say stop it. <laughs> stop using those damn labels. For sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. All right. I wasn't yelling at you. Uh, I feel attacked, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just want to rip my face off when people do it. Can we just do that? Can we just stop using those labels? Because it just adds to the minutia. Yes. And it's harmful. Yes. It's harmful. I see it all the time. My my kid has diagnosed with high-functioning autism, what used to be Asperger's. Like, it's better. Like, there's no... Oh, you got... Okay. 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 All right. We're all, let's take a deep breath. <sighs> if you're using those labels, I forgive you because I used them at one point. If you're using those labels and you feel some kind of way, maybe why shouldn't I be using those labels? Please just do some research. Search, please. Because I did the same thing. I yes. didn't know. Yes. Please do some actually autistic research. Yes. Find out why these labels can be harmful yes can't the labels the labels are harmful yeah yes they are harmful yes i still extend grace to you if I you do. use those labels i do um but please try to know better so you can do better stop it stop. i'm gonna extend more grace than tara is going to Okay. Well, I'm also mad at, I'm not mad, but I am, I continue to want to pull my face off with people in the profession who use those labels. Yes. Stop it. Yes. Stop it. Yeah. That's the title of this episode. Stop it. Autism is not a tragedy. Stop it. (laughs) In all caps. With an exclamation point, panic at the disco style. Oh my god, I love them. <laughs> oh my god. Go I watch only know two of their songs. <laughs> go watch the Taylor Swift documentary, Miss Americana. Oh yes, I need to do that. And he is in there at the end, towards the end, and I love him. I love him so much. Okay, as soon as I finish Parks and Rec for the seventh time, I started it again last night. You'll go watch I that. I will go watch that. Okay. So we're gonna um we're gonna peace on out of here because I think we've done enough damage for this episode. 
Yeah, please don't hate us, everyone. <laughs> now I feel like we're going to get hate from all sides. We are. It's fine. I was told by a very wise new friend that the people... They hate us because they ain't us. Well, that <laughs> that the people who are saying maybe the new thing or the thing that needs to be said to break open and make new space and new roads. Yeah. They are the ones up against the wall. They get bloodied first. Oof. I'm not strong enough for that. Here comes those walls. Oh, please don't. Please, please be nice to me. <laughs> please, please be our friend. Just please. Don't say mean things. If you see me at Target buying all the Reese eggs, it's because someone hurt my feelings. Online. Oh, my God. Okay, we're done. Right? I think so. <laughs> this fell apart. We started strong-ish. And now we're like, please don't be mad at us. <laughs> or be mad, it's fine. Whatever. It is what it is. Go live your life. Yeah. We, we, said, what, we said what we said. We don't care. We're doubling down now. <laughs> but really, we're doing the best we can. Please don't be mad at us. <laughs> Anxiety. I'm going to turn this off before we make this more awful. Yeah, it's a okay. good idea. Bye, guys. Um, as always, here's to the complexity in our journeys, the highs and lows. May those who observe us do so with compassion, especially for our amazing kids. That don't need to change. That are fine the way they are. That's right. Darn it. You change society. Please. Please. But again, don't, don't be mad at us. Don't be mad at us. Bye.